This episode is brought to you by KPMG Risk Services. KPMG believes that when you've earned the trust of all your stakeholders, that's when your business has a solid platform to grow. That's the trusted imperative. KPMG Risk Services develop and put in place dynamic risk strategies designed to help your business earn that all-important trust. Go to read.kpmg.us slash trust to learn more. You're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey guys, it's Randy Gage. I've written 11 books on prosperity and success so far, Uh, but this podcast, it's a way for me to connect with you on an audio platform. So I'm looking forward to sharing the prosperity journey together with you here. This week, we're going to talk about forgiveness. Hey guys, it's Randy Gage here. I want to welcome you to another episode of Prosperity TV. I'm coming to you live and in color from the Las Vegas Strip, the Delano Hotel, where I am ensconced, 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 what's that word? Ensconced. Whatever that word is. (laughs) In a meeting room in the bowels of the tower with some of the most brilliant people on earth because I'm conducting my tribal event. So say hi to all of the people who are live streaming you. All right, so the topic is forgiveness and how this came about. Are you getting drunk with that camera? Uh, I actually happen to have the Emmy Award winning producer, Sean Duperon, who is the producer, director, creative genius behind Project Forgive, a documentary coming out. And I'm in there. And why am I in there? Because she asked me to tell my story of how I forgave the guy who shot me and left me for dead. Which happened back in the cocaine cowboy days of Miami. I'm coming home at 3 a.m. from a place I probably shouldn't have been. And I was getting out of my car and I saw another, uh, let me, I'm trying to pull a little extra cord here. Uh, So I get out and I see this uh, car pull up and then a guy's kind of coming over and I'm thinking it's a lot of nightclubs. I lived in South Beach. I figured he's gonna ask me, you know, what's, where's this club or whatever. And then he comes up and he has a gun and he's a crackhead. And I would love to tell you the whole story of how it came about, and but we don't have time for that. Let's go to the fast forward part. He pulls the trigger and shoots me. I end up, I'm slaying in a pool of, dro- of blood in the street of Miami, and I'm thinking, you know, if, and I'm thinking lights are gonna come on and people are gonna come on, and nothing happens. And I realize if I don't get up off this street, I'm gonna die here. So you probably figured out, I, I rip off my shirt, I tie up the thing, I go, I call an ambulance, they take me to the hospital, they have to put me in a, uh, one of those barometric pressure suits because my heart is about to stop on the way to the hospital. Um, you probably figured out, I lived, uh, I did. Um, and, but what did I have to do is I had to forgive the guy who shot me. Now why did I have to do that? Because I didn't have to do that for him, I had to do that for me. For me, for me to be able to move forward. Because the truth is, he was a crackhead. He was looking for his next fix. 
And I know what it is to be powerless over a substance. I was a teenage alcoholic. I was a teenage drug addict, right? I spent my entire life fighting addictions. So I know what that is to be powerless. And I know he was doing the best he could with what he had to work with. And the, the, the really fascinating thing, and we got into this in Sean's documentary was, so I go to the hospital, they save my life, they wake me up and you know, hey, we got the bullet on and everything and you know, we're all gonna live happily ever after. And then I have nothing but health challenges and the wound gets infected. I'm in church one Sunday and I'm wearing a white shirt and I look down and I have blood everywhere on my shirt and you know, and I'm not sleeping at night. And so I'm going to specialists and they go, well, you go all over the world, let's check for infectious disease and do you have SARS and do you have yellow fever and you know, tsetse fly, malaria, you know, whatever. That doesn't work, we go to this one now. And then finally I go to a, a upper GI, gastrointestinal, whatever. They make me drink all that Pepto-Bismol chalky stuff <laughs> and they do a thing and they do this x-ray and then the nurse comes in and she's holding the x-ray and she says, oh, I see the bullet is still inside you. Is that because they didn't want to take it out because it's located next to your spine? Like, what do you mean the bullet is still inside me? They told me they took that out. So what happens, you know, you're in an emergency room, trauma care, 3 a.m., you get who's ever on whatever. So they said they took the bullet out. And then I had this huge scar and, and, and I was like, uh, and then he said, as long as we were in there, well, you know, we took out the appendix too. Like, wait a minute, you took an organ out of my body without asking me? That, because the appendix is over here, the gunshot wound is here, why? Like, well, that's just standard procedure, you know? When we open people up, we just take it out, because you might get appendicitis later. Like, so this is chewing on me for a year or two, that they took out my appendix, they took an organ out of my body without my permission. And then, to find out that the bullet they told me was out was still in me, and it was located next to my spine. And I didn't have insurance, and I had to hire a private, you know, surgeon and get that bullet taken out and then, you know, all the rehab again and everything. And now I'm thinking about the doctor and the nurses and the people and how could they do that? And I realized, no, I gotta forgive them. If it was for them, I'm dead. So, you know, that was what they trained him in medical schools, you take out the appendix. Why did he not tell me the bullet, you know, that the bullet was, I don't know. But I do know this. When they put that pressure suit on you, you are about to die. That's the only reason they put it on, because your heart is gonna stop pumping. You have lost so much blood, you're a goner. And I'm still here, that's more than 20 years ago. So I am grateful to that doctor. I am grateful to those nurses. I'm even grateful to that guy who shot me. Because let me tell you, when you've been left for dead, you don't ever take another sunset for granted. You don't ever take another sunrise for granted. You don't, every time I call my mother, the last thing I tell her is, I love you. When my grandmother died, the last words she ever heard from me were, I love you. When my grandfather was in the hospital and he told me he's not coming out again, and he didn't, 
He died. And you know what the last words he heard from me were? I love you. And that gratitude, that joy, that celebration that I go through every day with, that's because I got shot. You care, you know, you can be a victim or you can be a victor, but you cannot be both. You have to choose one, right? And you can hold one thought in your heart at a time. You can hold vengeance or you can hold forgiveness. I choose forgiveness and I hope you guys do too. Let me know what you think. Get down in the comments. Have an amazing week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity Podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.